Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. John, you know, I just had the opportunity to visit some folks out of state, and gosh, it was just a remarkable time. And I think one of the things that stood out about the trip to me was how in just the natural course of enjoying a meal or sitting on a patio or in someone's living room, in the natural course of just conversation about our lives, our stories, there's little doors or windows that open that are the opportunity to just bring Jesus more centrally Mm -hmm. to some part of their story. And I think one of the lessons from this recent couple of weeks is just how people are just aching and longing to have an encounter with Jesus Mm -hmm. and not so direct ways invite you to bring Jesus or offer Jesus or enter into their lives with Mm -hmm. the gospel. If you see it, if you hear it, uh, there's absolutely nothing more thrilling than just bringing Jesus to people's broken, hurting, desperate places that they may guise or not show, but are there and they creep out in little ways. Right. Friends, welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. Craig McConnell there, John Eldridge, talking about what's current in our lives, what's new. How has Jesus been showing up lately? One of the things that we were amazing over, kind of marveling over offline here was the number of opportunities to intervene in people's lives, if you take them. How has Jesus been showing up lately? Man, in a ton of occasions that present themselves. Now, you got to choose them or not, go with it or not, but incredible number of opportunities, whether it's a phone call, email, sit-down meeting, trip, dinner, to offer the kingdom, to offer a taste of God, his life, his love, right? Yes. An example of that was just having dinner with this dear couple friends of ours and then going over their home after dinner and just relax, shoes off, and say on the couches and the big easy chairs and didn't know one of the gals, her story very well. So just asked her a few questions about, so are you a native of Chicago? Uh, did you grow up here? And, right. and she just immediately went into her story and then just kind of as an overview, shared a part of her story where her voice dipped just a little, the pace slowed. And you could see in her eyes and her whole body, it was a painful relational experience that she had that having then briefly described it, she went on, picked up the pace, and the smile returned. And it was real subtle, and it could easily be missed because we're having a Mm. cup of tea in the Mm. living room, kind of finishing the night. Mm -hmm. But I was prompted by God to simply say, whoa, let's go back to that. That sounds like a pivotal time in your life and some of the trauma and some of the things that unfolded there. And she nodded and kind of had that thousand-yard stare. And I said, have you ever brought Christ into that period, that event? And she said, no. 
I said, you know, Lori and I just jumped up, circled around her, and just started praying and asked her to bring Christ Mm. into that time and into that vet. And there wasn't a whole lot of talking, John. It was just prayer. And she saw Jesus, and he came, and he validated, and he affirmed, and he spoke to her in parched areas that were now decades old. Mm. And he just came and just lifted the pain and the burden the guilt and the shame, and we probably spent 45 minutes or an hour just praying, just loving, bringing the blessing, healing life of Christ. And I'm going, whoa, it would have been so easy to sit on the couch and yep. kind of love your eclectic look and, hey, it's been great, and kind of bless them and go on. Right, right. Instead, Jesus came and did this powerful, deep healing in her life. How many opportunities in the last couple of weeks like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, dozens. Yes. Dozens. I'm just thinking of texts that I've gotten from people and choosing to push a little bit deeper, even in a text, responding back, you know, friend, son's having some health issues, and they were asking kind of a medical-type question because we had had some similar things in the past. But I just felt like Jesus said, push a little deeper. Ask, you know, where's Jesus in this for you guys? And just opens up this whole other level of, oh, didn't even think about that. Wow, huh? In a text. Yeah. Right? Or just a really poignant email from a friend who's losing heart. And just the opportunity to pause without divulging personal secrets here, the friend who's in a great deal of suffering and he and I, you know, back in our 20s were, you know, backpackers and fishing and, you know, venture guys in our 20s. And then he got hurt really badly and was never able to do any of that again. And part of what he said in this email was, I just really wished that we could have fished together. Hmm. And like, I could just weep over this. And so instead of just like, uh, I don't know, dashing off a quick encouragement or praying for you, I just paused at the email and said, Jesus, And Jesus shows me this picture. Suddenly I see in my heart, in my mind's eye, you know, kind of internally, I just see this picture of the two of us fishing together, laughing. And I can tell that it's a contest or actually who can catch more. Mm. And my buddy's laughing. He has kind of this way that he does this sort of triumphant laugh. You know, I could tell in the picture, this is in the kingdom. This is coming. This is at the renewal of all things. We're fishing in a river. He's winning. And the joy of all that. And I was able to share that. Mm. I just wrote that out to him in an email. You know, just the opportunity to engage someone's heart, catch them in a yeah. in a nosedive, offer Jesus. And I think what I quickly want to point out about these two stories is, friends, neither of those stories were about professional training. Right. Neither of those stories were about anything other than Jesus, what do you have here? Yeah. I mean, just the beauty of Jesus, what do you have here? Pause, inviting yeah. Jesus into it. You know, my son's just sent a text last night and he's got some health things going on and I don't know what the answer is, yes. but just pause. Jesus, what are you saying? I'm looking to you. Can you shed some light in this? That posture of opening the opportunity to Jesus versus expertise, training, background, wisdom, answers, you know, yeah. like 
that's not what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, an, an illustration of that just from last week is um, we were with a couple and just rich, deep, wonderful conversation, enjoying one another. And we're sitting out on their deck on their patio and made the suggestion, let's let's just invite God into this. And so we kind of took our postures of prayer. And what was remarkable, John, was no one prayed much because just in being still together, the wind picked up, this beautiful warm breeze. The wind chimes seemed to be singing. And then every migratory bird that was within five miles started just singing. And so the trees are swaying. You could hear the leaves, the warm breeze, the wind chimes and birds. And it was like God just came. No one had to say anything. And it was Mm. like each of us afterwards, I don't know, 30 Mm. minutes of just silence Mm. together, just felt the presence of God. And he came for each one of us in some deeply profound, personal way, just in the silence Mm. together and Mm. just letting him do what he wanted to do. And in that case, there were no words. It didn't require skill, insight, words, cunning. It was just be still, and he came. Mm. And a little awkward for a typical social moment is, you know, spending 45 minutes, half hour, sitting around a table, just being quiet with your eyes shut or staring off over the trees. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. Letting Jesus come. Yeah. Letting him come. Letting him come in whatever way he wants to come. So we also were, back in January, we were with some dear friends who we only see maybe once a year. And we spent several days together and we kind of invited them into a little bit of sort of how we do life. And so it involves some prayer times and also just worship. We just said, hey, we're not going to force anything, not going to try and make something amazing happen. But right. here's what we'd like to do. We're just going to turn on some worship. And by that, we mean probably 35, 40 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to all just worship together here in the living room. And they're like, great. And so did it. It was great. God came afterwards sitting around having lunch together and sharing. So what happened What mm-hmm. happened in that worship time for you? And each person had a completely different experience, yeah. very intimate, very from God. But the really cool thing is this, is that got an email from them this week, and that's now part of their lives. Hmm. And they are so excited, pumped. And the wife was saying, it's changing. It's changing our lives. That was just from hanging out together yeah. and just kind of showing people how we do Jesus and how Jesus can come and inviting him in. So, you know, when we say, what's current? What's new? What's going on? <laughs> Man, the opportunity and occasions for Jesus to come in creating a little space, a little room, that sure feels like it's going on all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm sure we're coming across our excitement in these stories. I really do believe that there's all these little secret gardens God provides along the path that it's just so easy to miss. Little nooks and crannies of bringing the kingdom or having the kingdom brought to you or enjoying or savoring. Just, I mean, as you're getting into your car to drive an hour and a half and you're listening to a story and God captures you. It's just just being aware that there's moments Jesus may come for you and there's moments 
he may have you just bring the kingdom. Isn't it just kingdom living? It really is, which is a different kind of thing than expertise mm-hmm. or training or for the select few. It's just kind of opening up the windows and doors of your life to allow Jesus to come and show up and guide and direct any way he wants. I mean, even last night, you know, I I talk about the difference between relief and restoration. Mm. And, man, at the end of the day, you're exhausted, you come home, you know, the pull is to relief. And by relief, I mean, just do something to just kind of, it's that second glass of wine, it's go turn on the television, it's, you know, open the cupboard and see what there is to munch on, you know, just those, the reach for relief versus what we actually need in those moments is restoration. We need his life. We need his love. We need God. And so last night I was sitting down. I had a little bit of space. It was after dinner. Stace was doing something and I had some time. And so I sat down to read. I'm currently in Moby Dick, Melville's famous novel. I sat down to read Moby Dick and Jesus just went, that's not what you need. And I knew it. I knew it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I need you. And just a subtle choice to go from distraction, something that will distract me for the next hour, versus, oh, God, I need you. I need to return to just some core truths. So open up the Psalms, find one of my favorites, read it, stay in it, pray in it. And the difference between relief and restoration, huge, Mm. huge. Mm. And again, just these small opportunities, just open the door to Jesus, let him set the agenda, let him redirect, you know, let him change the conversation, let him suggest what you listen to, let him, you know, it's just Jesus living, I think what we're trying to describe, right? Just living naturally with Jesus. Friends, we shared this in hopes of, one, just encouragement and reminder God comes. He's around us. We live and move and have our being in him. David says in the Psalms, where can I run from your presence, actually? If I fly to the far ends of the earth, you are there. If I go down to the depths, you are there. I think the hope in sharing last time and this time on just what's current is reminding you to open the doors and windows to the presence of God, to Jesus. Go with where he's moving. Invite him into things. He is showing up all the time, especially, and if I can add this little footnote, especially if we don't insist that he show up in certain ways. Yes. I think that's the number one thing that really constipates our spiritual life and kind of freezes or compounds our spiritual distress is that we get into a posture of, like, right now in my life, there is one way that God can show up, and I want him to show up in this way, you know? And, like, that's just brutal because he doesn't particularly like to operate in those constraints. And, frankly, the soul actually has a very difficult time experiencing him under those constraints. So kind of taking that pressure off saying, I yearn for you to come here in this, like this, but God, where are you coming? What are you bringing? What are you doing? Just hoping that this has brought some encouragement to you to find Jesus again this week. 
You've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast with John Eldridge and Greg McConnell.